Hey, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday morning. It's good to be back with you after uh, taking a few days off with a Memorial Day and other complications. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, be good and good and uh, consistent throughout the rest of this week. Uh, it's summer, so sometimes schedules get a little wonky, and that's kind of kind of what happened to me these last few days. So it's uh, good to be back with you. I miss uh, not getting to do these reflections each morning, so um, I'm glad to be. Uh, Glad to be back with you today. Uh, looking forward to um, finishing up this uh, Ephesians in the coming. It'll probably take some time. Um, we're gonna we're gonna walk slow through Ephesians as we wrap this up. There's some really good stuff that I really want to sink our teeth into, uh, particularly when we get to the armor of God and things such as that. So we're gonna probably um, my my Friday morning uh, Bible said I'm part of jokes. There's nothing I love more than just taking a single verse and spending about three months on it so we're probably going to take a, a slow a slow roll through uh the end of ephesians chapter uh chapter six especially when we get there but today we're going to finish up uh ephesians chapter four uh, we will be reading ephesians 4 verses 25 through 32 ephesians 4 35 through 42 i'm sorry 35 25 through 32 Let's see if i can use my words right um, Ephesians 4. So then, putting away falsehood, let us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing, rather let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, as they have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouth, but only what is useful for the building up, as, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you are marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and all anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as Christ Jesus has forgiven you. Um, so we see Paul offer in this section some real practical and useful um Useful words for the living life. Paul Paul sometimes does this in his letters. It'll, uh, these these passages almost have like a a proverbs feel to them. If you, if you've read the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, you know the Proverbs does a great job of uh, of laying out just kind of useful and uh, helpful words uh, for the living of life. And so Paul Paul kind of does this here. He gives us some um, some useful words uh, for how we are to live our life. So let's look at some of the stuff that Paul tells us too. We're going to kind of take a quick look at everything Paul tells us specifically. It says, first, put away falsehood. Um, let us speak the truth to our neighbors. We're members of one another. So we speak the truth to our neighbors because we're members of one another. Um, I'm not somebody who likes conflict. Very few people do like conflicts. But I read a great book that talked about having difficult conversations with people. And it says the reason why you have a difficult conversation is because when you don't have the difficult conversation, the act, when you actually have to have a hard conversation, it makes it even harder. So there's definitely uh, something worthwhile and important to speaking the truth in love. Why do we speak the truth? Why do we speak the truth to our neighbors? Why? Because we're all members of one another. And we speak honestly with people that we're on the same page with, that we're on the same team with. We, um, we speak honestly with each other. So if you love your neighbor, if you truly love your neighbor, and your neighbor truly knows that you love them, you can speak the truth to them. So we speak honestly with our neighbors. Uh, I like what he says, but 26 is good. It says, be angry, but do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down in your anger. You can be angry. Let's be very careful. We don't, we uh, sometimes think that, uh, that, that our faith is supposed to be just um, very vanilla and very milk toast and have no passion to it. But scripture, scripture does not tell us to have a dispassionate faith. Or we're allowed to be angry at stuff. But that anger should not be something that seeps into our souls. It says, that's what it says, be angry, we do not sin. Do not let the anger have a, have a hold on you. In fact, sometimes one of the truest ways we can, um, that we let anger take a hold on us is if we don't mention it and we don't speak it. We don't say, yeah, I'm angry. If we can admit we're angry, then we have within us the ability to work through that anger. But don't let the, don't let the sun go down in your anger. So if you're angry, it's okay. Name it. But don't stay there. Don't stay there. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, labor. Why? So they can share with share with those in need. So, once again, it isn't just that we shouldn't steal, that we should do something good. We should always be working on what we have for the good of others. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths. The one is used for, for us building up. Um, that's important nowadays. What, what, what would it look like? What would it look like, y'all, if we really let... No, ain't no, uh, no, ain't no, um, evil talk come out of our mouths. What would that look like? What would the world be like if we avoided all evil talk? Uh, was evil talk? Uh, I think we see that in verse 31. All bitterness and wrath, wrangling and slander, together with all malice. So we see that, um, how we speak of each other, how we speak to each other. We, we should not, you know, the Bible tells us, y'all, let's, let's not pretend like this is not in the Bible. The Bible says, let no evil talk come out of your mouths. This is one of the sins that we excuse. We can excuse this one, but we shouldn't. The Bible's clear on this. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what's useful for the building up, as there is need, that your words may give grace to those who hear them. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you are marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Well, how do we read the Holy Spirit? I think one of the ways that we greet the Holy Spirit is by not truly living out what the Spirit demands of us, what the Spirit expects to us. If God sees us over and over and over again, repeatedly turning away from what he has told us to do, if God sees us over and over and over again, not just sees us, but if we believe what the Bible says, the Bible says that the Spirit dwells within us. So we grieve the Holy Spirit when those of us who have the Spirit within us, which all Christians if we repeatedly refuse to do what the Spirit's leading us to do, that does grieve the Spirit. When we repeatedly refuse to take heed to what Scripture tells us. So when we let evil come out of our mouth over and over and over and over and over and over again, when Scripture tells us not to, that grieves the Spirit. It does. So Paul says don't do that. You've been marked by the Spirit. It's a seal for your redemption. It's the, it's the very evidence of God within your life. So don't extinguish what the Spirit's trying to do in your life. Don't throw cold water on the movement of the Spirit in your life. Do not, do not, do not, do not grieve it. Do not grieve the Spirit. Allow the Spirit to be at work in you and through you for the good of your neighbor and for the good of yourself. Follow the direction of the Spirit. Don't disobey it. But listen and follow. Put away all bitterness. I already mentioned this one. Uh, put away all bitterness and wrath, all anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted and forgiving, as Christ has forgiven you. Tenderhearted. Mm. That's a hard, hard one right there, isn't it? Be tenderhearted. T 
to allow others into our world. Jesus Christ was tenderhearted. Jesus Christ cried at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. Jesus Christ was a servant. Jesus Christ was one who was strong and had a spine of steel. But Jesus Christ also took little children on his knee and loved them. Jesus Christ also comforted the brokenhearted. Jesus Christ also treated folks with respect and with kindness. Jesus Christ was tenderhearted. Jesus Christ stood up outside the gates of Jerusalem and cried, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how long to gather you under my arms as mother hen does his chick? She would not let me. Jesus Christ was tenderhearted. So should we be. So should we be. And that's why I think when we see all these things put out here for us to do, I think it reminds us over and again that the person we should be looking to always is Jesus. How did Jesus handle situations? What does scripture tell us that Jesus Christ did in these circumstances, in these situations? How did Jesus follow? How did Jesus obey? How did Jesus follow the will of his father? How did he live out the kingdom in his, in our, in his midst? Likewise, we should do the same. So let no, let no, put away all bitterness and all anger, all wrath with wrangling and slander and malice. Turn from these things. Turn from these things. And allow the Spirit to penetrate our hearts and be kind to each other, be kind to ourselves, be kind to the world. Um, and so... I think we see, frankly, a lot of what we see here is, I think I think that's why it's an interesting place to start with, is be angry, but do not sin. I think one of the surest ways we can we can allow ourselves to be hard-hearted is to allow the anger to build up inside of us. To not process it, to not handle it, to not give it to Jesus. So I think today one of the questions we have to think about is, where's the anger in our life? Where's the anger in your life? What is it right now in your life that's truly making you angry? Why? Why is it making you angry? What about the thing, what about the thing that's making, that ang making you angry? And today, this day, how can you give that to Jesus? Because he can help you with it. He might have been able to fix everything and make it perfect, but he can help you with your anger. So today, I guess my question for you is this. What is it in your life that's truly making you angry? And how can you give that thing to Jesus? Hey, love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. And uh, we will see you bright and early. Bible study tomorrow. Have a great day.